So yeah, I'm Michelle. I am a freelance full-time professional photographer, single queer mama. I live in a 1995 GMC Rally STX van named Jerry Lee with my 14-year-old son and our dog Mo. This year we've spent all but six weeks so far on the road. We literally, we homeschool or I call it roam schooling. And I work with a lot of commercial clients, a lot of outdoor brands that um, I photograph mainly kids and moms, kids and women, and focus on inclusion and diversity. And so I get contracts and shoot around the country. And then, yeah, we adventure and we homeschool, run school along the way. Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. If you're like me, you've probably dreamed about loading up a van and hitting the open road. The idea of van life is one that many dream about, but few actually go through with. Well, today I'm chatting with Michelle Craig, who is not only living it, but working as a professional photographer and a Rome schooling parent at the same time. We discuss the work she's doing and about life and parenting on the road. We dive into some of the unique challenges and ways she's had to adapt with the current COVID pandemic. Michelle's story is an inspiring one, and so if the van life is something you've dreamed about or are just curious about, then sit back and enjoy my interview with Michelle Craig. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. Um, listen, first things first, I, I always want people to introduce themselves and just tell them, or sorry, tell tell our listeners a little bit about who they are. Uh, I want to do that by just kind of reading your Instagram description, because I kind of feel like that sort of says a lot. So I'm just going to read it here, and then I'm going to ask you to sort of expand on that, okay? Okay, sure. Yeah, so if you go to... Um, Michelle's Instagram, which is the Rome School family, her description says single queer mama, professional traveling photographer, van life, and nomadic adventures. So there's a lot there. <laughs> Do you want to just maybe expand on that just to let us know, you know, a little bit about you and, <laughs> and your life? Because, I mean, that kind of, that's a really great Coles Notes version of it. But but tell us a little bit about you, Michelle, and, and what you do. Good. Well, I'm glad that it seems like a good descriptor because yeah. I, I sat over that for a long time trying to figure out how to be succinct but <laughs> explain exactly who I right. am and you did it well um, because you only have so many characters to, to, to stick in there right, right? exactly so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it is uh so yeah I'm Michelle I am a freelance full-time professional photographer um single queer mama <laughs> I live in a 1995 GMC Rally STX van named Jerry Lee with my 14 year old son and our dog Mo. And, um, we spend 
Well, this year we've spent all but six weeks so far on the road. Wow. And uh, the six weeks we were in our home base state in Indiana. Um, but you know, we've been traveling. We actually, well, we'll get into that later, but part of it was hunkering down for COVID in another state. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I, I try to just put it all out there. We, we literally, we homeschool or I call it Rome schooling. Yep. Um, and I work with a lot of commercial clients, a lot of outdoor brands that um, I photograph mainly kids and moms, yep. kids and women, um, and focus on inclusion and diversity in what I shoot for them. And so I get contracts and shoot around the country, mostly in the West. Um, and then, yeah, we adventure and we homeschool, roam school along the way. Very cool. And how did how did this life come about for you? Because obviously, it's oh, not man. it's not something. You know, I think a lot of people sort of have this sort of fantasy of of you know van life, right? But not a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people do it, and and you're doing it. But, but yeah. How did how did that sort of evolve <laughs> for you? Um. Well, so. Before my son was born, I spent several years, like, you know, my, my young adulthood, my early to mid-20s, traveling around the country, you know, living in different states across the U.S. And when I started, photo I started photographing adventure races around the country yep. at that point. And that had me doing essentially the same thing. But at the time I had a home base in Indianapolis, I was renting a room from my younger sister mm -hmm. and keeping that as my home base. And I had an old Toyota pickup truck that I basically lived out of for, you know, weeks or months at a time while I went around the country photographing adventure races and mountain bike races and um, settled in Colorado for a little bit. And then, you know, had my son. Um, and from the moment that I mean, when my son was a baby and I would sit and nurse him to sleep, I would sit in front of the computer and Google and search van life um, or like conver converted school buses yeah. and converted vans and all that type of stuff. That was that was 14 years ago. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm just I'm I'm nomadic at heart anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just. It came, there came a point in our lives where it just felt like the right time for us to start doing this. Yeah. And I had applied for an artist grant and my vision was that I would do exactly what I'm doing for a specified amount of time and, um, and come back and do an art show based upon it. And um, that fell through. It didn't happen. I made it really far through the process, but did not win one of the grants. Yeah. And my son was really disappointed. I didn't know at the time that he was really looking forward to, he was excited at the idea of doing this. Yeah. And so once I realized how disappointed he was and, and a couple other things, like just everything was happening in a way that, that directed us into this life. And I, and I felt, it felt right to me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we just, we decided to do it. Jerry Lee was literally the first van that we looked at. And <laughs> I spent six months traveling part-time with him, but, um, but converting him. Yeah. And, and then since then we kind of just, we took the dive and it was January 
first three years ago, we finally, you know, we were like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or almost three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just decided, all right, this is it. Let's go. And, and it was scary, you know, For it was sure, scary yeah. to, I had, I had at the time a very, very busy, um, clientele base and, and workload in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of work for realtors at the time okay. and doing a lot of family stuff and a lot of professional headshots, but it's not like a lot of what I was doing isn't what I was called to do. Like right. I am an outdoor adventure photographer, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's what I love to do. So, so it, it's taken the three, you know, I feel like this is, it's a process and it gets better every year. Yeah. Um, even this year, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's, that's impressive, right? Because we all, I mean, like you said, you were doing work, you know, you're paying the bills with work that maybe wasn't yeah. for you. Um, but you knew what you wanted to do and, and you're, you're going for it. And I, I think that's, that's scary. Right. And, and to, you know, have your, your son tagging along with you, right? Like that's, yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's even, <laughs> because it's different it's when you're on your own, right? You yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But when you've got somebody else's mouth that you have to feed, <laughs> yeah. it's even scarier to take that dive, yeah. but it just, you know, it felt like the only answer, you know, for us to be happy and, yeah. and yeah, it's worked. Yeah. <laughs> And, and how, how about your son? Like what, how has he adapted to, to van life? Oh my gosh. He's adapted. Great. Yeah. He, um, you know, he's been really excited about it. I make sure that, you know, in our travels, my travel, like, where we decide to go and what we decide to do is a mashup of where I get work yep. and where my clients need me. Yeah. And where he wants to go and right. the things that he wants to do and what he's interested in learning at the time. Cool. So yeah, he, he awesome. is, he's a, <laughs> he's a pretty, he's a pretty introverted kiddo. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he likes a small circle yep. of friends. He doesn't like a ton of people. I am the social butterfly. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, having the van has actually been really great because he can just go to the van if he doesn't want to be around all the 432 people that I feel like I need to be around all the time. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know, he has his very best friend in Indianapolis is also an unschooler. Yeah. And, um, and so, and they've, they travel quite a bit too. So, cool. you know, there's no, like neither of those kids feel like they, need each other all the time. You know, there's no, there's a, it's a very mature relationship. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, he, you know, we're on the road, he games on his, he has a gaming computer and he games with his buddies back in Indy when we're on the road. And when we're back, he does all the fun things with them in person. And, yep. but he's, yeah, he really, he has favorite spots around the country and he has favorite things he likes to do. And now he's learning, you know, how to adapt even more. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. It's, and it's pretty amazing to think that, you know, as, as a teen, like he can, you know, literally call, you know, the whole country his backyard, right? Like he can just, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously you have some restrictions on, you know, budget and, and with work and, and everything on what you can do, but like, yeah, that's, that's such a unique life. That's, uh, you know, 
it's it's profoundly going to shape who he is as as a person. It's it's incredible. Absolutely. Um, so I and yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go go yeah. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say because you you touched on something there, you know, about him, like you know, he's got a gaming computer. But I wanted to talk about, you know, how like what are some of the logistics around like you know gear and 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 technology and stuff like that? Like because you're you know you're living out of a van, um, how, how does that all work? Um, as far as our all of our technology in general, or yeah, just I mean, is there is there any you know because you're you're you know I mean you're having to literally bring everything with you um you know yeah. is, is there any is there anything you've got to do differently you know in terms of you know being able to i mean it just you know we, you know obviously there's the, the internet issues one thing um but is there any sort of it, yeah. other restrictions <laughs> and sort of like technology and the way you have to use it because of the lifestyle you're living i mean um you know it's just really the internet access is the biggest thing for me yeah um we have you know we have the van set up so that we actually we have um, power in the van. Yeah. And so it's not enough for his gaming laptop. That's for sure. Because that thing takes a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, pre COVID we would, you know, hang out at coffee shops. Right. Um, and so that's changed. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, we are, we've been keeping ourselves in, in, small towns that have very, very, very low numbers, um, and, and good Wi-Fi in (laughs) areas. And, uh, um, but yeah, like a Wi-Fi is really just the biggest thing. So we've gotten to the point to where we, we know across the country in (laughs) our regular spots, like where we can find Wi-Fi. Right. So when I'm dealing with emails and, you know, day-to-day communications and planning and even posting on social media and so forth. Yeah. Um, I do most of that from my phone. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I do a lot of that stuff from my phone. Um, really the biggest thing is if I, like right now I am in the middle of a big campaign with one of my biggest clients and I have to shoot at several different locations. I have three different locations across the country that I'm photographing and I have a lot of editing and a lot of communication and stuff to do. So, um, you know, whereas pre COVID we would sit in a coffee shop all day so that I could do all of the stuff I need to do. Um, and, and of course buy something every hour that we're there. (laughs) I'm very, I'm, very very like that's important to me to yeah. support the support the the local shops that you're in yeah because well, they're supporting you out. in a sense too right yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I, I mean that i we have really good friends that have that run our favorite coffee shop in indianapolis indiana and i know what it takes to run a coffee shop yeah. i know that you know when you have somebody just sitting there drinking drip coffee and not doing anything else but milking your internet all day long, then you're not going to succeed as a business. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, no, we definitely just make sure that's that's kind of factored in as a part of our cost of living. Yeah. Um, and so we would do that. But these days, um, I will say this summer, um, we have got hotel rooms a handful of times just so that I can sit nonstop for, you know, late at night and, do whatever I need to do on the internet. Um, but this is unusual. It's it's specific to the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I mean, we know exactly 
which grocery stores have really fast Wi-Fi <laughs> and we can park up next to the building, yeah. go in and get our food for the day or go in and get you know our groceries yeah. or our lunch and sit up against the building in the van and upload photos. <laughs> you, you should you should put together a, a map of like all the best Wi-Fi across the country. <laughs> there, there's there's a there's a business idea for you. <laughs> right, I was gonna say, man, I'd charge for that because yeah. that's that's good information that I hold close. <laughs> totally, totally, yeah. Um, so I guess we should really talk about that, right? Like this year, obviously, COVID pandemic, it's it's messed up everybody's life in countless ways. Um, I mean, it's certainly changed everyone's life. It's changed the world. And, um, you know, you you touched on some stuff there, but, you know, being that you're, you know, you're living on the road, how, how else has it really, I mean, other than what you've, you've mentioned there, how else has that changed what, what you're doing, your work and, and your lifestyle? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm sure that uh, plenty of other photographers, have similar ways of doing things, but I, the way that my work operates, the way that everything runs for me is I have really, really, really busy photographing blocks and then really busy editing blocks. Right. And so right before COVID started, I had a, like a six week period where I just was pounded. I was photographing for big clients. I was photographing two women's running retreats Mm -hmm. in Southwest Utah. I was, I, I was slammed. And so when everything shut down, it was actually like, I I don't know, everything just worked out really well for me in that regard, because we had just happened to be at the time that we were passing through Salt Lake city to see some friends. And, and we always, sleep in our van like our van is our home but when we're in salt lake city visiting this specific family of friends to us um we sleep they have an apartment a basement apartment in their house yeah that's two bedroom kitchen fully furnished and their their road that their house is on is like when you think of how steep their road is, you think of like San Francisco or something where the, the roads are just really steep and you have to put blocks in front of your, right. your tires, um, kind of steep. So obviously we can't sleep in our van <laughs> right. when we go visit them yeah. and we, and they, they would be offended if we didn't visit them when we're in Utah. Yeah. And so we got there and the next day, everything started shutting down. Yeah. Literally the next day. Wow. I mean, we were kind of in this, what's going on? What are we doing thing? Yeah. Um, and, and they have no one else. Like nothing, everything shut down. Everything is stopping. Everything's canceling. Everything's postponed. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, you guys should just stay here. Yeah. You don't really have any reason to leave. Yeah. And that's what we did. So we stayed in Salt Lake city. We basically lived in their basement apartment for the first two months of shutdown. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it gave me the time I just sat and worked and, you know, the only thing that made me realize or remember that things were out of sorts was when I would have to go to the grocery store and things kept getting more and more, um, you know, strict and on lockdown at the grocery store. But since that time, like, you know, we finally were like, okay, we've got to get moving. We've got to do things. Um, So now it, it, the big things is um, 
showers, right. <laughs> showers and Wi-Fi and right. not being able to go sit in coffee shops yeah. to work. Um, and for my son as a Rome schooler, you know, not being able to go to the museums that we go to and the national parks that we go to right. or do all of the things in the cities that are enriching his life, you yeah. know? So, so those are lots of ways that it's changed for us, but, um, we've, we've learned to adapt yeah. and, um, we have a really amazing community that is around the continental U S. So, and, you know, of people who are just as careful and diligent as we try to be, yeah. you know, cool. if not more so. So, so if we, you know, like I said, hotels this, this summer, um, have been common hmm. for internet and for shower. Yeah. Um, and, but we also, like I said, like we're in Durango right now and we have, friends here who, I mean, I think there's 10 cases in the entire county of almost 60,000 people. Yeah. So they're doing a really phenomenal job here. Yeah. And I, we feel safe and, um, you know, we distance ourselves for the most part. And then when we need to dip in, we've got friends who are like, yeah, come use our shower, yeah. come park here. Perfect. Um, yeah. So so it's changed a lot, but we've we're adapting. <laughs> and and are you are you able to work again? I mean, obviously, I think you're you're working on a project right now, I believe, right? Yes, um, I am. It, I am working again. Yeah. I went three months. Three months. The first three months of of everything, I did not shoot. Yeah. I did. Well, I did have one. Um, I had one kind of mountainside wedding ceremony. Yeah early on um just it was you know the couple had planned a big church wedding everything was falling apart and um they really wanted to just get it done and move forward so we did it was the couple myself and um they're very immediate like their parents and siblings and that was it um on the mountainside everybody spaced apart everybody in mass yeah um, and that was it, but that was all I shot for the first three months. And then now it's, it's interesting because in a lot of places in the U S, um, you know, people act like this isn't happening or it's not real. Right. Um, and so they're just going about their business. But for me, we've been, we've been keeping ourselves in places that, are taking things very, very seriously. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, clients, a a lot of my outdoor, you know, brand clients are, I mean, they need, they need the, the photos still, you know? And so we're just, we're doing it, but I am being very careful and, um, you know, all of the people that I'm photographing, you know, parents of the kids are all wearing masks and staying separated. And the kids were making sure that, you know, doing the best to try to find kids that are kind of in little bubbles together socially um, to shoot together. Uh, And if not, then I just make sure that the kids maintain distance when we're photographing. The pictures look a lot different than they're going to look, than they look usually um, because of that. But, you know, 
again, like I said, we just have to adapt. Yeah, and um, and that's the world we live in now. It's a different different world. So I yeah, mean, the pictures yeah, and I think everyone. that like. Yeah. Right, right. And we'll look back on this and, and see the pictures and be like, oh, I remember that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, another way that things have actually been um, busier for me this year is, is, I mean, it's just, like I said earlier, I, one of the things that is critically important to me and when I photograph is diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And, um, and so there are, you know, with a lot of the civil unrest that's happening in the U.S. right now, mm-hmm. uh, there are a lot of companies and brands and organizations that are realizing that they need to do better yeah. with representation. Yeah. And so I, they're coming to me and other photographers like me who have, you know, a diverse por- portfolio yeah. and are licensing images. Amazing. <laughs> so... I just, yeah, it's great. I yeah. I made a nice little chunk of passive income this month yeah. for that reason. Yeah. And, um, I, and you know, like I'm sure some of these companies are trying to do this and they, they really have their own image in mind, mm-hmm. you know, as the top priority, but ultimately it leads to good things. Yeah. So, you know, oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And what what what's on the horizon for you now? So, I mean, I think we we talked about this a little earlier when we when we first got on the call here before we started recording. But uh, I, I you talked about uh, maybe Jerry Lee being retired. Yeah, well, um, I might get a little emotional over this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I think about every time I, I think about the possibility of him not being in our lives, I get really sad. But. Yeah. My son is, um, you know, I am, I'm a almost five foot four woman. And when we started this whole full-time traveling lifestyle over three years ago, uh, my son was the same height as me and he's 14 and he's now six foot three. <laughs> so it's, it's time for a little more room. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have been, I mean, the pandemic has affected how that's happening. Yeah. Um, and it's taking us a lot longer than, than usual, than what we would hoped, mm-hmm. um, to find something else. But there is, you know, we are looking to expand a little bit, but not a ton, yeah. um, you know, uh, a short school bus or a shuttle bus of some sort yeah. is really kind of the ideal size because it's tall enough that he has stand up room. It's a little wider, a little longer, um, but you know, we still need to navigate, be able to navigate cities and back roads. Right. Um, so there's always going to be a little compromise on size because of where we want to be and where we want to get to. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah. And, yeah. and any, any other, any other projects coming up for you? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this year, it's funny, the beginning of the year by June, I think I put just like such a minimal amount of miles on our van Mm -hmm. because I, we spent the majority of the beginning of the year in Utah in Southwestern Utah for all of the work that I was doing. And then we just literally sat in Salt Lake city for two months. And so come June, you know, we had barely put any miles under our belts. And so um, right now I'm just, I realize I've got a ton of driving ahead of me this year. I'm actually 
heading back to the Midwest for two weeks. Um, My nieces, the one thing that we always promise in um, being, you know, with our travels is that we will always be back in Indiana in the end of the last half of September because my nieces both have, my nieces have birthdays and I always promise the girls that we'll be there for that. Um, So we're, we're, I have a couple shoots along the way and we will land ourselves back in Indy next weekend for a couple of weeks. And then we turn around and come back. Uh, My son is going to go spend a month with his dad and I'm going back to Colorado in the same area I'm in right now for, um, and again, um, for an, it's for an adventure elopement that I'm doing. Cool. My clients, you know, along with everybody else have been, uh, you know, kind of flustered by everything that's happening this year and can't make plans to save their life. So, um, they, they were kind of, they were trying to hold out, um, to see if things would get better so that they could have a wedding with their family yeah. and, they can't and so they decided well we you know we live in Colorado and this is our lifestyle and we don't know when we are going to be able to have a wedding where we feel comfortable with our family being there so so yeah we're I'm meeting up with the bride and groom and just the three of us are going to go out and climb some mountains and they're going to marry themselves and that's right. And then I'm going back to Indy. Yeah. And then I have to come back west again. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's gonna be crazy. That's like my projects coming up is yeah. just driving, yeah. it feels like. Um not, you know, like I mean, my son's father is moving um from Kansas to New Mexico and cool. so getting him to be able to you know, transporting him this year to visit with his dad and spend time with him is challenging because all of us agree that there's no way that he's getting on a plane. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's a lot of driving. So Jerry Lee has some that, miles but... left in him, right? <laughs> oh man. He, he has so many miles left in him. So many. He's going to, whoever, whoever is, uh, takes him on yeah. next is going to be a very lucky person. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's an adventure beast, yeah. but but yeah, just um, just working with my clients, getting through this large campaign I'm working on, and uh, I'm I'm trying to expand expand. Sorry, my my outdoor commercial clientele. Um, so yeah, just working on on that, focusing on trying to expand my clientele in that way, cool. um, and and doing some more hiking and backpacking. While I have the chance. That doesn't <laughs> sound terrible. You know, it's yeah. easy. It's easier to be back country these days. Yeah. And uh, as, as opposed to the city. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Are, are you finding yeah. it? Are you finding it busier in the back country? Is there more people getting out there? Because there's nothing else oh, to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you could get me on, a, <laughs> on an entire soapbox right. on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I'm very, very glad that people are taking this opportunity to be outdoors. I wish they would do so responsibly. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I've seen so much more trash um, this year on the trails just because people, I feel like people, you know, all the people that normally would go to the mall are going out hiking and I'm happy that that, I'm happy that they're getting out. Yeah. But I I don't know if they think there's a janitor in the back country or what, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, it's yeah, it's really bad. So 
but I kind of have a knack for finding off the beaten path yeah. spots. So, you know, it's, we really, if we, even if we, like we tried to pull into Telluride mm-hmm. just to go, I'm like, Oh, I want to go hiking, take you to my favorite, favorite place to hike in Telluride. And we pulled in and it was, I mean, preface this by saying they were doing a phenomenal job of masking and distancing, Yeah. but it was way too busy for our comfort yeah. level. Yeah. So we, we turned around and went right back out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. back country roads in the desert and yeah. um, up in the mountains. That's kind of our, it's our jam right now. Nice. What's, what's your favorite? Which isn't terrible. What, what would be your favorite spot to go to, to travel to? Do you have to it? travel do, to? Do you have a, oh my you have a favorite? I mean, Western Colorado and Utah, all of Utah. Yeah. Um, is my favorite. Like, uh, you know, it, it depends on if you're wanting, if you're wanting something in city or cultural yeah. versus outdoors. For me, um, cultural city, big city type thing, Seattle, Washington, hands down. Cool is my favorite in, in the U S. Um, but as far as like outdoors, um, Southwestern Utah and Western Colorado. Yeah. Those are my hard, favorite. hard to beat for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's where we spend the, the majority of our time yeah. for sure. Nice. Cool. Well, Michelle, this has been really, really great talking to you again. And, um, Thanks. Thanks for sharing a little bit about your life. I think it's just so interesting and, and fascinating and, uh, and, and, and really quite amazing. And, and, um, I'm, I'm just happy to, to get the chance to talk to you uh, about it and for you to share a little bit of that life that you're living with our audience. Thanks. Thanks so much. It was fun chatting with yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Michelle Craig, please check out the links in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can catch every episode for more interviews and inspiration for photographers. Be sure to visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to save 20% on your next purchase. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.